Hello, welcome to Past Level 50. I'm Mel, the podcaster. I have to share with you that, oh, in the past, I'm going to say six months, I have been pretty active on TikTok more than anything else. I love everything about TikTok because I can share and I don't have to look perfect the way I felt like I had to look for Instagram. I can just be myself. But I love that everyone shares themselves and it seems more authentic. And in recent viewing of videos, I discovered a creator. Well, his page is Viva Texas. And the colors on his um, his little icon were like, that's A&I colors. And so I was like drawn in right away just on that. And then his video was on my favorite, favorite thing in the whole world, tacos. Yes. And you know, if you know me, I love tacos. I can eat tacos three times a day. But his knowledge on tacos from all over Texas in comparison and contrasting was just amazing and so funny. So you have to go watch Viva Texas. His name is Jorge and he shares knowledge on H-E-B products, which um, we look at as name brand products, but you know, they're H-E-B products and they are the best ones in the whole store. Whataburger comparison to In-N-Out. That's another really good video. Um, Brisket, you know, you're going to eat it with white bread. You're going to eat it with flour tortillas. And um, it's just, you have to go. If you have any knowledge of uh, food from Texas or beer or stores, you think you know until you start watching his videos. So I'm really excited to bring to you Jorge from Viva, Texas. Enjoy. I, I mainly, people just know me as Viva Texas now. Mm-hmm. Which, um, but yeah, no, my name is Jorge and, and um, I'm hoping my name gets out there a little bit more. Yes, yes. you're. It's funny because I saw you a few weeks ago and we uh, briefly chatted about Texas A&I. Okay. And um, because I graduated in... 88 1988 last century (laughs) and then when I came back to work on my master's it was A&M Kingsville so there was that change and uh, I have an um and my mom's sister who uh who went at around the time and she was so excited that it was A&M now you know and I was like but it's it was a and i and so we were kind of mixed on that and so um i was i don't know if you remember back in like 2008 2009 there was a movement by some alumni to try to get the name changed back Mm -hmm. to a and i i don't know if you heard about that yes um until i die (laughs) so i was actually one of the students um i was one of the students advocating for the name change all because uh, a TV station in the Valley came up to the campus to 
um, to interview a couple of students who were for and against the name change. And because of that, like the ANI alumni people reached out to me mm -hmm. and um, they're like, hey, we need students to like back the cause. And I mean, you're obviously for the name change. And so like I went to testify in front of the senators in Austin. Mm -hmm. and, like it was a whole big deal. And we were so close yeah. to getting the name changed back. I was really disappointed that it didn't happen, but that would have been cool yes. just to leave my little mark on the school. And then I graduated from A and I and I can say that and people will be like, get over it. Like I always <laughs> I still call it A and I from So time do to time I. <laughs> People are like, no, like you graduated from A&M, like get over it. It's not going to change back and this and that. <laughs> but like, it's rare that you'll ever see me wear something that says Texas A&M Kingsville. Kingsville. I'm mm -hmm. like working out. Um, but if I'm just out in public, you'll see me wearing A&I. Like, I don't know. That's kind of like a, a thing for me. Yeah. So Same. It's funny because um, I taught elementary school and a friend of mine sent me the pennant, the for it's at Javelinas and A&I and I had that up on uh, on my door we were able to you know have a little square of our alumni so I was really excited to have that and I, I had a shirt and it I remember a teacher she's like uh did you get that is that like vintage because your school changed <laughs> and I'm like oh my god lady stop <laughs> stop <laughs> It's like, it's okay, you moved ahead, but I stayed, I I know where I graduated, so. Yeah. Yeah, so did you, um, did you live on campus when you were in Keensville? Yeah, so I, I went, I was on scholarship, um, which is why I ended up actually going to Kingsville is they offered me the most money. Mm -hmm. um, and part of the stipulations for the scholarship was that I had to live on campus because um, it covered part of the housing. I don't know how, but I was able to like wiggle my way out of that last, um, <laughs> out of that requirement at the very last semester. Mm -hmm. So, cause I had gotten a dog um, and obviously they don't allow dogs in the dorms. Mm -hmm. And um, my, my idea was like, I was going to have this dog and she was going to come with me. Cause I was moving to Utah for work because I had gotten mm -hmm. a job right out of, uh, I, I was still a senior and they had offered me a job um, when I finished school. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go out there by myself. So I want to get a dog. And, and I was able to get a dog that was straight off the King Ranch. Um, <gasps> so my my border collie, she's been with me since 2011. Mm -hmm. um, so she's she's a little older now. She's 11, mm. yeah, yeah. 10, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and so she's been with me since, I mean, in college, cross-country moves, Um through relationships and heartbreaks and then my <laughs> marriage and becoming a father. So this dog has witnessed everything. Um, but because of her, I was like, I need to get an apartment so I can keep this dog because yes. I'm not going to be playing this whole like illegal dog smuggling <laughs> thing in the dorms. Um, That's hard. And so I ended up getting an apartment and I talked to the, uh, to the financial aid office and I was like, look, I'm, I'm a part-time student at this point because I just need, like three classes to graduate and like I'm already at the end of my scholarship so can you guys just give me the money they're like yeah that's fine oh <laughs> that worked out perfectly so, so yes. they gave me some extra money they gave me the money that I was due and then I also had like another scholarship um that was paying my entire last year so I ended up on top mm -hmm. uh, I came out with like five thousand dollars in my pocket 
Um, when I graduated that... from college, which is completely unheard of nowadays. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, zero student loans. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, when you tell people you went to Texas A&M and Kingsville, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but it's not college station and it wasn't like UT or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I also don't have to pay the government, you know, a thousand dollars a month. You know? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because, um, you know, you have to explain, I don't know about you, but I've had to explain where Keensville is to, to people. And, oh, and yeah. uh, even now, uh, my cousin's uh, daughter uh, was going to Keensville, was thinking of going to Keensville, ended up going somewhere else. But uh, my cousin's son went that direction too. And it was like, wow, uh, Keensville. So uh, I think they have a baseball team right now and so he got he went over there for I don't know something about uh playing over there and he got a scholarship so I was really proud about that because I was like oh so what are you gonna do now he's like I'm going to Keensville and he's lived here in Houston in the Katy area and it's like okay big change big change (laughs) big time so that's ready to be humbled (laughs) <laughs> it's like mm, you'll be home every weekend but okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean that that was one of the things that um that first semester I definitely I mean I, I grew up in Harlingen so I mean I wasn't that far away from Kingsville but mm-hmm. I mean compared to Harlingen compared to Kingsville there's a lot more things going on in Harlingen so that first yes. semester was rough because like I, I wanted to go home every weekend which I did and I think I also just missed home I was homesick mm-hmm. um but ultimately um I mean it was some of the greatest experiences of my life there mm-hmm. and that, and that's actually the colors of my Viva Texas logo yes. are a play on um the blue and gold colors of Kingsville and I did mm-hmm. that intentionally because yes. like, well, I really like the way they look together but I mean mm-hmm. those are my colors too so yes um, I saw yeah. that I was like wait a minute this looks like and then I started looking at your um, content I'm like oh my gosh I thought you were from there at first <laughs> uh yeah so I mean I I people a lot of people are confused as to where I'm like where I'm at or where I'm from because like they see me wear the King Ranch stuff so they mm-hmm. think okay so he's from like Corpus Kingsville area but I'm like no right. I'm actually I'm from Harlingen that's where I was born and raised um, and then they're like, okay, so you're from the Valley. I was like, well, kind of, but I live in San Antonio now. And then, you know, when I bust out the whole, like, I have dual citizenship, it's like, so you were born in Mexico. And I'm like, well, no, I wasn't born in Mexico. I was just, my, my entire family was, except for me. I just mm-hmm. happened to be born here. So like, I'm, I'm like wow. throwing so many curveballs where people don't know like where I'm based out of. And I think like, that's also kind of shooting me in the foot because I would love to be able to like, there's, there's so many, like, I see, especially here in San Antonio, um, like, the the newspaper has their, like, mysa.com website, and there's, there's videos that, like, when they're, when it's a slow news day, they post about this, vi- like, a video went viral on TikTok talking about mm-hmm. something about Texas, and I'm like, that's literally my entire page, I've gone viral multiple times, and <laughs> nothing from them, but I also don't think that they know that, like, hey, I'm, 
I'm in San Antonio, like, mm-hmm. you can't, like <laughs> hook a brother up with some press here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's also kind of shooting me in the foot. I probably need to start telling people it's like, yes, I'm from the Valley, but I live in San Antonio now. I think claiming <laughs> all of it, you know, I mean, if you think about it, um, look at Nolan Ryan. Didn't he do the same thing? He's like, they, everyone, cl- like Alvin, Texas claims him and, you know, all over the place, every, if, if he's been there, they claim him. So, yeah. and, and I think maybe you'll get to that point. Cause the Valley will be like, yes, we know him. And San Antonio will be like, yes, but he lives here. He and, pays property taxes here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I let, look, just look pro- presently here. <laughs> and Utah, I don't know how long you were in Utah. They might have a claim to you also. So. Uh, they can try, but I'm like, <laughs> The whole reason, so when I was in Utah, I was always like, I was the resident Texan, like, cause that's, I missed mm-hmm. home so much. I didn't realize how much I was going to miss home when I was living over there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's a completely different environment, completely oh. different culture. I mean, and moving from South Texas where you're a Hispanic majority to moving to Salt Lake City where oh, there's just gosh. like a sprinkling of Hispanics there <laughs> and there's not really much of the culture there. Um, I was way out of my element, not to mention I absolutely hate the cold and the snow. <gasps> um, so like it was nice, the very, like it was, so when it snowed the first time I was in Utah, a lot of my coworkers laughed at me because it was my third time ever seeing snow in my life. And yes. so I was working for this. So I used to work for Goldman Sachs and that's what took me out to Utah. Okay. Um, and so we were in this like high rise building in downtown Salt Lake and there was windows like all like all around the building so you can see outside. And so when I saw the first snowfall, it was like November, December timeframe. I like stopped what I was doing and went up to the window and put my arms <laughs> like my hands on the window. And I'm like, do you guys see this? And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's snowing. And they're like, yeah, that's what happens in Utah. And I'm like, no, but like, it's like the movies. And they're like, like, wow, you really are from Texas, man. Like, you really haven't seen snow. I was like, no, this is the third time I've ever seen snow. So I, I was like, I'm gonna take an early lunch. And I went and just walked around the block. Like, and embraced the snow. Embraced it. And, and then like, they came back. So like, was it like the movies? And I was like, it was absolutely magical. Like, Aww. I love this. And then, like, that was in, like I said, late November, early December. Mm-hmm. And then by February, I'm like, I'm, I'm sick of this. Done. Like, this thing needs, like, when is the sun going to come back? And this ice is everywhere. Like, yeah. I hate this. Um, and so <laughs> that's, oh that's when I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And so I spent, I spent two years there and, um, when I left, I I, le- I legit I quit my job and said I'm moving back to Texas. And mm-hmm. I had no job lined up. I had no place to live. Other than <laughs> the magic my, my was parents. gone. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, and it's it was like one of those things where like I left Kingsville with all this like, oh, I'm gonna take on the world, and you yeah. have all this like opportunity and like you know that feeling like when yes. you finish school, like you're like the world is mine, and then like you, you get hit with reality, and it's like. Mm. wow this is, this is not at all how I i'm going home <laughs> yeah so like i went home with my tail between my legs and <laughs> um so i spent like maybe two or three weeks i well, given i had also bought tickets to go to the world cup in brazil so i was planning oh, a trip to brazil yes at this time so i moved back to texas 
Um, I was at home for two weeks, went to Brazil for a week and a half or so, mm-hmm. and then came back home. And then within like the day, I moved up to San Antonio <gasps> and rented a room from my buddies. One of my best friends, he had a spare room and a house that him and his now wife were, were renting. So I rented out that room um, and it was like a tiny little room, but I was just grateful to have a roof over my head Yeah. because um, I knew I didn't want to stay in the Valley. And then I was able to find a job um, at an insurance agency, just trying to sell industry. Like I, I thought I was going to become an insurance agent. And I was like, mm-hmm. this, this sucks. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> You're like, mm. So I did it just to get by for about a year. And then ever since then, I've just been like bouncing from job to job until I'm at where I'm at now. So I've built my way up in San Antonio um, to where, you know, I have a decently comfortable life. And now I'm jumping into the world of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been a crazy journey. Um, but I guess going back to your original point, if Utah wants to claim me, I I will <laughs> kindly decline that claim because yes I lived there for a few years it's a great place but I I'm, I'm not I'm not made for Utah. <laughs> they have they probably have a picture of you it's like this was the guy that was hugging the snow he left after the first month. <laughs> he embraced it and then he was so done with it. Yeah. yeah. It's funny um all of your experiences um take you to um i mean sometimes when we're going through things we're like oh how could you know like when you said coming back with your tail between your legs you know we all feel that when we've experienced something that maybe we didn't like or like you said the magic was gone but every experience i think leads us to where we're supposed to be and um you know now it seems like you're on a journey that you're really um Maybe you didn't know that this was something you wanted to do, let's say, five years ago. And then now it's like with everything you've experienced, maybe you're like, yes, this is it. And, you know, maybe five years from now, you're going to be like, "Mm, that wasn't it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it just takes us everywhere. And and that's amazing. You've been through like selling insurance to where you are now. Yeah, no. And I mean, so after the insurance gig, I was working as like a financial counselor for like a nonprofit. So I was like, I have a background in finance. So like, why not? Like, I'll, I'll do this and try to help people. And that also became like old really quick. I was there for like two and a half years doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I took this course um, online and it's this, I found this blogger who was like, I quit my job after making like three bucks on a blog. And like, mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm super successful and doing Facebook ads for small business, like marketing and stuff like that. So I was like, Hey, if this guy can do it. And he was based in Texas. I was like, why can't I do it? So oh. I, I, I quit my job again oh. <laughs> um, with nothing lined up. And I'm like, I'm going to make my own business. I'm going to do this. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was, cause I had just barely learned how to do this. And, um, like it was one of those things where, um, yeah, like I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I failed tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that time, I was learning so much about like how to like be on a social social media and like like 
how to market for people. And also I learned how to make my own website because I wanted to be a blogger too. And so I, I had a, a, fi a um, finance, financial advice blog for a okay. little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that's how I learned how to make websites. And so that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years is, is like working for agencies to make websites. And then mm -hmm. um, last week was actually my first week where I told my, the, my current employer, um, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready to, I'm going to be part-time now. Um, and so I have been building up this other little like virtual assistant business where I'm helping people with their social media. Like what I was intended to do four years ago when I oh. first started, so mm -hmm. I kind of come back full circle. So I do that in the afternoons now. And so I'm trying to build that up, but I'm at the, I was at the point where I was like, I can't keep doing this and my full-time jobs. I was working every day from 8 a.m. all the way until like 10, 30 oh, at night, yeah. like mm -hmm. straight, like, and I would take maybe an hour break to pick up my son, give him, you know, feed him. And then my yeah. wife would put him down and I was like, I can't do it like this. Like I need to, something needs to change. Yeah. So, that's good that you recognize that along the way. Yeah, no, and, and, and it's it's super scary because like when when you know when it comes to being self employed, the money's not consistent, you know, it comes <laughs> up and down, especially at the beginning. And so I'm definitely in one of those like roller coaster rides in the afternoon and like I know my, my wife is super uh concerned because she's like, Well, we've already tried this once, but you know, I you know what you're doing this time, so I trust you. So I mean props to my wife because yes. she, without her like there's no way I'd be able to be doing like trying to do this mm -hmm. and then you know this whole TikTok thing came out and it just <laughs> like exploded out of nowhere yes um and I'm getting this following now where I'm like okay this I think this can go somewhere mm -hmm. um and so now I've added that kind of to my list of to-dos for the day is like continuing to push content out on TikTok and just grow my following and grow my presence and so I made a website for that and mm -hmm. so um yeah so I mean there's just there's a lot going on right now I just wish that there was more hours in the day like you'll probably <laughs> hear that I'll, you know a lot of people oh, yes. say that a lot like you'll like I love going live and like getting to meet everybody that's like following me I've made some friends already on there like you me you we met through one of those lives and yeah um like it's, it's, it's been incredible. Now it's like, okay, this is fun. Now I need to like start paying the bills. <laughs> so <laughs> how am I going to do this? Everyone's so like, paying you in flat in what roses and <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I love TikTok, but those roses only give me like two cents. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I, I was live for three hours and I made 38 cents. And I'm like, oh. okay, uh, that's, <laughs> That's a start. <laughs> 38 cents. Yay. <laughs> but, you know, they always say, like, even when uh, starting a business or anything, uh, even going to a craft show, I remember um, I used to sell things at craft shows. And sometimes I wouldn't sell anything, but I would make connections. And I would and I would say that and I'm, I'm like looking at, you know, myself thinking that's not enough. That doesn't pay all the work I did to be out there when someone else is making art with a license, old license plates and, and they're making, they're, you know, they're selling and I'm like, 
why isn't my stuff selling? It's like, it's time to change. But, you know, making connections sometimes does pay off. But then, you know, 38 cents. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that that won't even buy me a candy bar anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not even a mini. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but um, what I love about your content is, um, like you said, uh, people think you're from you know the valley or from wherever because of of your knowledge. Uh, let's say just on on tacos on on um. That was where you got me because it, it's funny because the whole taco thing, um, the San Antonio taco, the Dallas taco. And um, I don't know when you made that, but uh, if anyone knows you, they need to know that at least that about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the, the video that kind of that. So that's the very first video that I ever had go viral. It's got like mm-hmm. over uh, 1.5 million views. Yeah. Uh, um. And so that's where people started noticing my content and coming back for more. And mm-hmm. so like all the other content, it's like, it's a waterfall effect. Like all you need is that one. That's just like the catalyst. Yes. And then people start looking for you. And then like, I've had, I've had multiple that have gone to like almost a million, well over a hundred thousand. Um, and like you said, a bunch of connections have come through it because just uh, I think it was Tuesday I met with this uh, company that wants to potentially work with me in like a sponsored uh, way where they want me to try to bring in people to their business. And so that was like my first kind of like brand meeting, I guess, mm-hmm. using, yes. like, using TikTok mm-hmm. um, as a as a platform for that. So, I mean, there's definitely things on the horizon. Like I can see that they're on the horizon. It's just you know, I need to see how fast I can get to that horizon so that I can start to really become um, like a cultural brand. Like, because that's one of the things that I, that's one of the like motivations that I've noticed is that like you see a lot like on TikTok and Instagram, on social media, like I feel like all of the lifestyle brands or, or anything like that is all surrounding food. Like, Mm-hmm. like going to restaurants and saying you should check out this restaurant you should check out that restaurant and it's like you can only tell me to go to this restaurant so many times <laughs> yes but there's like I haven't really seen much content in a video format talking about like just being a Texan and what it's like to be from Texas and and just stuff like that and yeah so I was like I think that's that's a void that that needs to be filled and I'm mm-hmm. already doing that so um, I take a lot of inspiration from um, this, these guys that do it for the Midwest. Um, it's called You Betcha. You might have seen some of their videos like mm-hmm. on social media. Um, and so I'm kind of trying to be like the Texas version of those guys yes. um, where they have their whole Midwest lifestyle brand. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to do a Texas lifestyle brand because we have our own culture. Yes, we um, do. And I feel like nowadays people people go so quickly to politics and like, I mean, I'm not, not, not to get political or anything, but there's just a lot of polarity. Like you're either one side or the other when it comes to politics in Texas. And I'm in like, Texas. Yeah. Like I'm, that's not at all what being a Texan is like, is like, cause I've mm-hmm. got, I've got friends who are Republicans. I've got friends who are Democrats and 
I've got friends who really don't care one way or the other. And so I'm just trying to showcase more of like what actually being a Texan is like and not from a political standpoint. And so like I'll comment to people, like there's so many people who will tell me like, yeah, the other thing you need to tell them is like, if they're moving to Texas, they have to vote red, which I don't, <laughs> I don't I, I'll be I'm honest. Like, when, when you vote red or vote blue, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like that's how little I'm involved in politics. Um, so I, I tell them, I'm like, well, I'm not going to get political. So that's not mm-hmm. something that I'm going to tell anybody. So I think people are starting to like, understand, like, don't try to get my stuff political because I'm just going to shoot it down right away. Exactly. Uh, political or religious. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, don't go there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll stick to talking about barbecues and Beer. driving fast and <laughs> like driving a truck when you just need to go to HEB and never use it for truck things like that kind of stuff. That's what I want. <laughs> the, that whole HEB thing. Um, it's so cool that you're doing that because I've seen the, H-E-B commercials on TikTok, you know, oh, today we have this and that. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's not what H-E-B's face should be. I think you're the face that H-E-B needs right now. It's like yesterday when I saw your, um, the white bread, what is it, Texas toast or flour tortillas for brisket. And it was like that was like enough to stop and and it was H-E-B products you were using and I was like oh my gosh this 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 is what he needs to be doing he needs to be the face of H-E-B he needs to be on the commercials so H-E-B if you're listening this is your guy right here (laughs) (laughs) yeah H-E-B I mean I so I used to work for y'all so (laughs) I'd be happy to work for y'all in a marketing capacity oh my god Um, so yeah, no, I so I, I mean I feel like like everybody in Texas at some point has worked for HEB, but like <laughs> they gave me an internship in college. Mm-hmm. They um when I was in between jobs as an adult, I worked at the curbside um uh-huh. in one of the, the HEBs here in San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um and so yeah, I mean I, I have a very strong appreciation for HEB. But um, yeah, you know, I I 100% agree. I think like the way that brands are using platforms like TikTok is all wrong because they want to sell you stuff. Whereas they're like TikTok is meant to be like authentic. People like authenticity. And so when you see a random person showing off their fridge saying, look at how much HEB has taken (laughs) over my life. Like that's going to get more eyeballs and saying like today's special is like $5 off. It's like, nobody cares. Nobody cares Um, about saving $5. I want to know why I should eat tortillas instead of white bread. Exactly. Go get them at HEB. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah, like that's, that's so HEB, if you're listening, yes. um, you know, give, give me a call. And we're going to, I'm going to put that in the info and everything. Cause they need to know that you are out there doing this for free for them. And I mean, I was listening. It was enough so that, cause I, I was, I was, um, I heard it late at night and my husband, uh, we were getting ready for bed and I'm like, honey, if you're eating brisket, Texas brisket, <laughs> would you prefer to have that with white Texas toast, like at a wedding, or do you want the white flour tortillas? And he looked at me. I'm like, come on, just tell me. He's, is this a TikTok? And just, just tell me. 
which do you prefer? Because I know what I want. And he's like, um, well, is there going to be coleslaw and potato salad? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there can be if you want. He goes, well, then you need the Texas toast. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So that is a debate right there in itself. So, and that was just us talking about what your post, and he didn't, he hadn't seen your post. So he had to see it after that. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets people talking about the product and, and I mean, it, it's, it's a totally Texas thing. So mm-hmm. I feel like I, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I like to play, as you can see from my videos, I like to give Dallas a really hard time. I know. Dallas. <laughs> um, and so I don't have a whole lot of friends in Dallas right mm-hmm. now. Um, I hope, I just hope that they know it's in good fun. It's, like, it is Dallas. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> but it's one of those things where um, like I want to show people that you can live in Dallas, you can live in El Paso, Amarillo, in Brownsville, in Beaumont. And even though each region has its own culture, like as Texas as a collective, like there's a lot more in common that we have with each other Mm -hmm. than we do different. And like it's just unifying people in that way. And it's it's so it's so nice because like in my lives, like you know, yeah, I'm broadcasting from San Antonio and then I'm talking to someone from Amarillo and then the comments are going like, there's someone from San Benito, Texas, someone from El Paso who's talking about someone from Nacogdoches and like just, there's so much going on in those comments where people are talking to each other, building Mm -hmm. that community. And I'm like, see, y'all are so much alike and you didn't even know you existed and you're in the same state. Like Exactly, yeah. And also it does prepare one traveling. You know, when I went to El Paso, um, I live in Houston. And when we were going, uh, we were driving to Arizona. And before that, driving to Colorado, we always stopped in El Paso or even in, um, well, of course, we stopped in Dallas. But we usually ate in El Paso. And there were similarities, um, to you know food that was here in houston but you know there are things that are always going to be different but when you get to arizona we got to tucson and uh, we spent the night in tucson before we made it up to scottsdale and in tucson of course they didn't have tacos it was burritos and it was and at that time i was eating low carb so that was really difficult when it was like just order me whatever and and I pulled that burrito apart and that tortilla was huge. It was yeah. it measured 12 inches across. So, and that's not something that is common in Houston, unless you eat at Lupe Tortillas because they have this big right. flour tortilla. But, you, you know, you have a choice. You can get corn and that's smaller. But I think like you said, the similarities are there, but be prepared for the differences and yeah. accepting, you know, and there's people who aren't, who they will like, you know, like in Austin, uh, I will, I will not eat rice in Austin because it's just too different for me. And as far as rice goes, I'm kind of closed minded, but everything else I do love. <laughs> <laughs> They probably got that hipster organic rice that was made with coconut milk and organic and 
grain-free quinoa in it yeah i didn't mm, let me just stick to plain tacos and um you know it was okay though at the time that uh we did go my daughter and i were both vegans so eating tacos in in austin was totally acceptable yeah oh you got plenty of choices there yeah there were but i'm not vegan anymore so and i haven't been (laughs) to austin in quite a while (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, I go to Austin from time to time because I have, like, my brother-in-law lives there and it's right up the road, I mean, in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. except even though it used to, so it used to be where we could get to Austin in like 45 minutes, but now you're looking at like an hour and a half to get anywhere good in Austin from San Antonio because of all the traffic and there's always going to be traffic, especially like in San Marcos or near Braunfels. Yes. Um, like for no reason too. Like there's traffic well, for no reason. There's and, a reason. It's the outlet mall. Hello. That's the or, best or, reason. Yeah. <laughs> like get people, people can't exit or get onto the highway correctly at the outlet mall or at oh, no. Braunfels. And <laughs> so that always causes traffic. And so like I, so we, I go from time to time, um, but I, it, I definitely would like to go more. Um, and, you know, as far as like my content, I would love to be able to film in other locations other than my backyard for once <laughs> or my kitchen. So that's something that I've also been like thinking about. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, Austin's totally cool and they, they got their own vibe. And yeah, I always say like, it's one of those places where like the rest of the state likes to make fun of Austin because of how much it's changed. Um, but like if another state comes and makes fun of Austin, it's like, I feel like the rest oh. of the state has oh. its back. It's like, whoa, 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 yes. whoa, 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 no, only <laughs> we can make fun of Austin. But then like, if they come in and make fun of Dallas, I feel like people are going to be like, people in Texas be like, it's like, you're on your own. You, you got a point about Dallas. So, I mean, I don't blame you for saying that. But you know what's cool about Austin is, yes, a few years ago, everyone was like, oh, it's so different. It's so different. But if you think about it, every major city that I've been to recently has a section or maybe a street or just a store or a whole vibe that is very Austin-esque. You know, um, we have that here in Houston. I've seen it uh, in San Antonio. And it's like, it's, it's um, almost um, like they adopted a piece of Austin and brought that back to the city. I don't know if it's in the Valley. I haven't been in the Valley for so many years, but just knowing that here in Houston, I can go to you know, like maybe Midtown or um, the Montrose area. And there will be a certain vibe in certain stores that have that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely, like, I live not far from this little place that opened up. It's like a bodega. Um, mm-hmm. That's very like urban Austin-esque. Lots mm-hmm. of art, you know, that, that, I don't know. I don't know how to call it. Like that hipster vibe is the only way I can think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if like that's a word that people. I don't know. Do we use that word still? I don't know. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to use it. So, <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, no. Here in San Antonio, there's definitely like that. I know in the Valley, specifically in McAllen, there's like a, a entertainment district called Seventeenth Street, and I know for a while that they were trying to like label it as the the sixth street of the valley um 
which I, you know, I don't know if that's really the case. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm well past my clubbing years. I'm not, <laughs> not going to be going out to bars anymore uh, like that. But, um, you know, apparently that was a thing down in, uh, in the Valley. I'm, I'm pretty sure it still is in McAllen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like only in McAllen, I, I don't see like Harlingen is such a sleepy community. That is I, it? Yeah. Like there's not, like, it's where people go to retire. Like, okay. I'll be honest. Like it's an old people community. Oh, it's um, changed. Like, yes, there's families and like, obviously I grew up there, but like after the sun goes down, things are pretty quiet. When the Everybody closes, closes in, shop. Yeah. Everybody goes to bed. And I mean, there, the, there is one thing that's funny though. That's about Harlingen. So there's two, there's two, there's two streets that are like, like the major streets that kind of cut through town on Tyler and Harrison. Anybody okay. in Harlingen who's listening knows what's what what's up with this. On Friday nights and Saturday nights, um, you have people that have like souped up cars, like sports cars, <gasps> uh-huh. trucks, whatever, that will park on the businesses on those sides of the roads um, and pop open their hoods and like this kind of like a car club culture kind of thing. Um, wow. and they got the neon lights and all that. And every once in a while, you'll get those, uh, those people who like to like, like street race because it's a straight shot down there. So oh. can, like, so there's that, but then there's also the people who are like mocking that culture because I have <laughs> driven by and seen like a group of five minivans with their hoods popped open <laughs> and it's literally just like a regular minivan and it's those are wannabes drink. yeah people just hanging out and drinking beer out of mm-hmm. their mom's minivan and i'm like you know what you do you bro exactly you you. and like there was like i've always like thought I, I mean i had never growing up i had never had a car that was worth like what they call cruising yeah. um down in harlingen but when i was um Last year, I was visiting, uh, helping my dad, my, my mom, my mom and dad. My dad had knee surgery, so I went down to help him out for a week. And I had a Mustang at the time, a convertible, mm-hmm. and I loved it so much. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm gonna go do this. <laughs> so it was like Friday night, and like I went and parked in front of a Golden Corral that was closed, and I took like- a picture with it, and I popped open my hood, and I stood there for like five minutes, and I'm like, okay, this is lame. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> but I can say I did it. Been I there, did. done that. Got the shirt. So um, that's my my puro pinche nine five six moment. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know, I lived in Primera. Oh, and... so you're yeah, right there, yeah, close to Harlingen, yeah. Oh, but I only lived there um two or three years. Um, I lived there was a really cute little blue house on the corner and um. My landlord lived across the street. This was like right in the heart of Primera. And I worked um, two years in San Benito. Okay. And I taught third grade at Rangerville Elementary School. And that was eye-opening because, uh, you know, being from Keensville, you know, that's a sleepy town. But to move to Primera and just work and come home, it was like, oh, I can't. I can't do this. So when I left, when I left, um, it was all life changing stuff that made me leave. But I went back to Kingsville and knew that I couldn't stay there. I, 
I came back and I lived with my grandparents. And so they had an apartment in the back and I was like, okay, I'm going to live here and I'm going to teach here. And then I was like, I can't do this. So I moved to Corpus and which is, you know, it's nicer to me. It was nicer than living mm-hmm. in Kingsville. There was, oh yeah, for sure. you know, it wasn't a sleepy town. And, and um, I stayed there a year and knew that um, it wasn't, it wasn't it. And I ended up moving to Houston and ended up teaching in, you know, HISD, which was really nice. So, and I haven't left. And, and once my grandparents passed away, going back to Kingsville mm, was not, uh, I mean, there was no one to visit anymore. And then my mom passed away. She lived in Corpus. So, and my sister's always busy. So, you know, I, I see her on social media. (laughs) So I've been here and then, you know, COVID happened and I don't know. I just, um, Part of me wants to go back. I have some really great friends that live in Raymondville and I have friends who live in Keensville, but we end up seeing each other on social media and everyone is still working and I'm retired. So I don't know. I just, um, I guess it's better seeing each other on social media because we all look really nice and we use filters. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. So, um, I don't know. I just, uh, so where do you feel ideally in, let's say two years? Because mm-hmm. I, I noticed your stuff like two and a half years. I did this two and a half years. And I'm like, hmm, two and a half years from right now. Let's see. Ideally, what would be going on with you? So in two and a half years, uh, I'll be, I want to be fully self-employed. I mean, I'm, that's my goal for the end of this year is like not have to work for anybody. And just because like even with this change right now like i've always been one that i don't like working for other people i don't like being told what to do i have to be here at a certain time i have to be you know in front of a computer until x amount of time like it's like i'll do it because i have to but it's not my choice yeah Um, Yeah. so now that i'm starting to make those moves i want to be like in a profitable business whatever that may be whether it's like my virtual assistant business or like a web design business or whether it's like this viva texas brand which yeah. i, I kind of hope it's this this viva texas brand is kind of growing into like this whole like lifestyle brand um <laughs> and so that would be where i want to be in in two years is like have this giant social media presence um i want to switch like i want to start doing stuff on youtube also um and just getting just getting more exposure to what i'm doing um but youtube is a whole different beast that i'm still oh, trying yeah. to figure out um and i'm also at that point i think my family will be complete so i don't know I, i've mentioned <laughs> this in my in my um in my lives that i'm a foster parent Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I foster through the children's shelter of San Antonio. Um, and so I've fostered two children, um, which is how I actually, I mean, becoming, being a biological father, like that's just not in the cards for my family. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, medically not going to happen. Um, so my wife and I decided, hey, you know what, let's, let's do the foster route and see how that goes. And so my very first experience as a father was with a two-year-old who was, you know, delayed and, you know, from neglect and just developmentally behind. He was, I mean, he's medically fine. He just needed some 
guidance and like a parents to like push him in the right direction mm-hmm. which is how he ended up in foster care is that he just oh. wasn't like he didn't have the best upbringing at the time mm-hmm. and so he was with us for a full year the thing is is that he came to me in april of 2020 we're <gasps> barely one month into the pandemic mm-hmm. so i'm having to figure out how am i going to get this boy into daycare while i'm working from home and trying to learn how to work from home um all during this pandemic when everything's closed down. Um, So it was like, when I became a a father, I was thrown into the fire um, and into the water and said, swim in the burning water and figure (laughs) it out kind of thing is what it felt like. Because I'm getting hit with all these things. Plus there's all these like rules and regulations you have to follow from the state plus like home inspections and and like it just there's so much that comes with being a foster parent like I can understand why so many people don't want to do it mm-hmm. because it's there's the state doesn't make it easy you know yeah. to try to want to give back but I was like no we're, we're doing this you know we're, we're, we're sticking through and then we got our another foster child in July of that year um, who is now my son he's oh. the one that we were able to adopt mm-hmm. we adopted him in March the other child the first one he went back with his biological family. Um, and so I hope he's doing well. I haven't yeah. seen him in, in about a year, but I hope he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so going back to your original point, what, what, so once we adopted our child, uh, we have like, so we have a license that we have to, to, to be a foster home um, that we have to keep up with. And they get, give us a year of a grace period of like, just to go dormant and we're like yeah we're gonna use this year to get to know our son and build yeah. our life and get all you know get his birth certificate his passport God, get all of his stuff in order mm-hmm. um and then you know we're in september now and we have to make a decision in february which before we know it we're going to be in february yes of hey do you still want to be foster parents or do you want to close your home um to fostering and like we're I know we're not done like we want to have one more child oh uh, okay but like at the same time like our backs are against the wall because if we say no we don't want to do fostering at this time then okay that's fine they'll close our home our license is then canceled um and if we want to go back and do it we have to go through the same like 60 hours or so of classes that we took just to get licensed Mm. but like with the way that our life is now where you know we have a little one that we have to take care of the the classes are on evenings and weekends so we have to think about child care for while we're in class and then um, at the same time my wife travels for work you know three Mm -hmm. to four days out of the week in some cases so like she's gone a lot so I'm just like if, if we try to relicense ourselves it's going to take us two years just to go through the relicensing because yeah. of the way our life is. So we really don't, it's either we do it or we don't, we don't have yeah. a choice. That's so a lot. Yeah. It's, 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 a tough, it's a tough decision to make because it's a life-changing one, not just for the child, but also for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, as, as the year has gone on, and we get closer to the date, I think we're leaning towards, we're going to be fostering another child um in the winter or spring of next year with the intention of hopefully adopting them so in two years hopefully 
will have them out of the system and be adopted. And then at that point, two kids, I'm done. That's it, done. <laughs> yeah. Mission complete. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I've told my wife since, even when we were getting married, I was like, when we, if we decide to have kids, like, there is no way that I am raising a teenager when I'm in my 60s. Yeah. Like, like, no way. Like, my kids need to be done and in, in, <laughs> either in college or already on their own independent yeah. by the time I'm 60. And so right now I'm on track for that. But it's like, if I, wait, if I wait till I'm like 40 years old, if I wait another eight years to have uh, another baby, and then I'm like, they'll be graduating high school when I'm 58 years old. And I'm yeah. like, I, I can't, I don't want to do hard. that. I'm look at that time. I'm like, no, I'm looking at like slowing down, retiring. Mm-hmm. And like 58. And yeah. <laughs> like the last of my years. <laughs> no, I retired um, almost two years ago and I will be 56 on Sunday. And I thought I was going to slow down. I really did. I thought, you know, cause I, you know, if you look at, the people that raised us think about it what did they do when they retired they relaxed I know my grandmother bought a recliner and watched tv the rest of her days that's all she wanted to do and um I retired and I remember I went to my hairstylist and he was like so what are you gonna do now I'm like I think I don't know and he's like well first clean your house I was like um have you been talking to my husband or what? Because <laughs> I'm I'm not a very clean person, but you know I clean what I have to, and when I just get tired and I end up throwing everything out. But I thought I was going to slow down, and I haven't. So you know, it's it's like a a new thing. I like you. I don't know what it is. Like in, I know I what I want to do, but I I want something to take off and. Um, I'm hoping that by the time I'm 58, that something new and like not a job, you know, I don't want someone telling me, you know, you have to do this and that until no, I, I want it to be something that is uh, motivated and moved by me, but I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is yet. So maybe it's this podcast. Maybe. I've been, and it's that's what when you said on your live that you uh, wanted to start a podcast and, and and right away I was like oh my gosh I remember when I was saying this too this was right before COVID I I, I would tell people I want to start a podcast I want to start a uh, and then I wouldn't do it and one day I was listening to a podcast uh, so bonita. And mm-hmm. she and her husband, S-E-W, S-E-W, Bonita. And she and her husband both had uh, their own businesses. And they would come out talking in a podcast together. And now they have other guests come on. But he, I don't know his podcast right now, but I know he was talking about how easy it was. And it wasn't a commercial. I guess it was a commercial. But um, he talked about it just like, you know, like we what we like is, you know, the the most authentic way. And that day I got on there and gave myself a name and, and uh, I've changed it, but um, I, I was, 
I just thought if I mess it up, I mess it up, you know, um, I can delete it. I can, you know, and so, uh, when you said you wanted to start your own, it's like, oh my gosh, start it. Don't hesitate anymore. And, uh, just get something out there. And I, I don't know, it's been two years and, and just, um, recently I joined a group of women, uh, with the naked onion mystery tours. And that gave me the confidence to ask, um, the these two husbands that live in Puerto Rico and had a podcast with them and then that was fun and then and then when you said that I was like oh my gosh be on my podcast and I I thought you were gonna be like I'm so busy yeah you seem so busy (laughs) (laughs) well yeah no I mean after this podcast I gotta you know I'm going back to like to to work for like Mm -hmm. my, my my business so yeah um and then like I also have like just because like I'm at the I've got my hands in so many pots. Well, yes. like I'm, I'm, I'm doing like the virtual stuff, of course. I'm doing the TikToks. I also sell stuff on eBay on the side, which I've done that for years just mm-hmm. for like extra cash. So it's funny because like I was on my way, like I, I sold something today and I was on my way to the post office to drop it off when I get a notification saying, hey, you just sold another item. And I'm like, <laughs> why couldn't this come in like? 10 minutes ago when I was packing the other thing yeah and I'm like oh it's almost one o'clock and I'm like oh man so yeah no like I I, like busy definitely like Mm -hmm. I wish I had the time that I did before where like before I started like really wanting to do something for myself again um you know I would spend the weekends playing video games when my son would go to bed or I'd you know watch tv with my wife um and i mean i would do stuff that was enjoyable but not really something that was going to propel me forward yeah yeah and so now all i'm doing is something that okay this i need to do something that's going to be like it's going to push me forward it's going to help me grow in some way shape or form and now i'm at the point where when i actually have free time like I feel like i'm just being lazy or like i i can't like i can't turn it off yes um and I'm just like, that, that's not good. <laughs> I, I need to, I need to get a little bit more balance in my life. So now that I've like switched my schedule a little bit and I have like the afternoons available for, for my business, um, then yeah, you know, it's, it's allowed me to be able to do more podcasts, you know, like po- podcasts like this mm-hmm. or work on my business or, come up with ideas for TikTok while I'm working for my clients that I have. So, you know, there's definitely a lot going on, but when there's ever an opportunity to help put Viva Texas out there with whoever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to jump on that opportunity, it, you know? Yes. So I really appreciate Good. you inviting me on here because like I said, I'm, I was nervous. I had no idea what to expect <laughs> for a podcast. Um, <laughs> But hopefully people come in and listen. Yeah. Um, it was easy, like, oh, wasn't it? A, yeah. Hopefully people were like, oh, it's that TikTok guy. And, and like, <laughs> you know, because yeah, I want to, if you're okay with it, I'd love to just blast it out. Just let me know, like, whenever people are going to be, like, whenever the episode's going to be coming out, be like, hey, like, listen to this podcast. Like, this, you got to do this. <laughs> like, um, I so think I'll so. Blast yeah. It off. I I need about a day to um, maybe, of course, I have to edit the doggies out. They decided to bark at the beginning, but um, I like to keep most of the material um, um, 
there wasn't anything on there that got crazy as far as religious or, um, you know, as far as politics. Um, yeah. I, I like to keep it as authentic and real. And, and um, I think it really worked out and it, it's pretty smooth. And uh, it's, I think people will like it. I just need about a day to, to go through it. And I will um, send you a DM and let you know when it's, when it's up. And it's, it's pretty cool because you can find it on the Anchor app. And I'm like, I'm like on Google podcast and it's on, it's everywhere. You just have to type in um, the name of, which is Mel. What am I called now? <laughs> Past level 50 with Mel the podcaster. And um, it's pretty cool. It's, it'll be everywhere. And I cannot wait to have awesome. this out there. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah. No, and, and I know like I was telling my wife about it. I was super excited. Like I got invited to a podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> I got invited to a podcast. <laughs> so no. And I think like this, this for me might be the catalyst where I start my podcast. And mm-hmm. I mean, another thing that I like, just kind of presented itself is that. So with those HEB videos that I made, um, like people are telling me like, Hey, like, I wish we had HEB in my area. And I'm oh. like, so I put it out there. I'm like, Hey, do y'all need a plug for HEB? Like <laughs> you need a hookup? Like, like if I'm selling drugs or something, but I'm like, no. So I'm thinking like, I might end up like putting some HEB stuff that I can ship out and just resell. Um, I'll just buy it from HEB. So, you know, they're not losing any money. And mm-hmm. then I, you know, I'll sell it on my website and, you know, but I won't, say like i'm affiliated with atb i'll be like texas coffee um you know yeah you know just make it real generic and then be like (laughs) this is the actual product kind of thing oh yeah Um, wow so like because i I know that there's people that do that with bucky's Mm -hmm. um and bucky's was like at first they were like um yeah we don't really like this um but we're not doing it so as long as you're buying it from (laughs) us and it's not saying like hey we're we're affiliated with bucky's then go with it so i'm hoping i'm hoping i'll get like the same approach from heb because it's like look people in el paso want your coffee but you're not selling it to them i'll sell it to them and i'm buying it directly from you at the price you sell it to people here so Mm -hmm. like you help me i help them everybody wins like (laughs) that is cool yeah. So I'm thinking that that might be something that is coming in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably need to work on that this weekend on the website if I have some time. But uh, yeah, and then obviously, of course, like marketing it and putting it out there and then making sure that I don't get like a cease and desist from HEB saying, hey, <laughs> stop selling our crap, man. <laughs> the mustard, the ketchup. <laughs> okay, so before we leave, I need you to tell everyone where to find you and um, tell us everything. Okay. So um, I will tell you right now, I am based in San Antonio for everybody who's curious. <laughs> you'll find me, for, uh, you'll find me most on TikTok. So look, so just search for Viva Texas on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I mean, I'm not as active on those right now just because, those are just not active platforms for me. Right. And then I also have a Twitter, but I only have a Twitter because I was told I had to make one. So I don't. <laughs> Twitter is not for me. So if you tweet me, you're not going to get a response. Um, and then I have my website, vivatexan.com. That's where I got my merch. 
I have a blog going there and I'll probably pretty soon have a podcast. So okay. um, if you're looking for me, come, come find me on TikTok. Um, join my lives. Uh, I'll probably do some lives on the mainly on the weekends, um, Fridays, Saturdays, um, in the evenings and, uh, yeah, come hang out and just talk about Texas. Texas. That sounds perfect. I really appreciate you being with me today here on the podcast and I can't wait to get this out there and I'll send you the link and it'll be really soon. So, awesome. All right. Thank you it. so much. Thank you, Melissa. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amazing. I told you. So there you go. Go find him. Viva Texas on all your favorite platforms especially go find him on TikTok. So there you go. See you soon. Bye.